It's me, your fellow coffee lover. Are you guys tired of the same old bland coffee that leaves you feeling jittery and gives you a stomach ache? Or maybe you always are reaching for those high sugar, fructose, whatever, 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 like red five energy drinks every single day. Honestly, I used to be that girl, but I've really switched all of my like energy drink to coffee drinking and specifically Life Boost because it's the world's purest single origin low acid coffee. Life Boost is not only that, but it's also ethically sourced from the beautiful mountains of Nicaragua, free from pesticides and grown in the shade, preserving the environment. When you choose Life Boost, you're supporting local farmers and their families, ensuring they get fair wages. It's coffee with a conscience. Life Boost has my favorite flavor coffee and sometimes it honestly can be a really hard choice in which one I want to order or buy but here's the thing. Life Boost have you, has you covered with their seasonal sip club. So if you sign up today for the seasonal sip club, Life Boost will send you some of their hottest fall flavors. <laughs> Get it? Hottest because it's coffee. But you can do an iced too, I guess. Whatever. Uh, like apple streusel or amaretto or Vermont maple cream to make your breezy season warm and snuggly. So picture a chilly fall morning and you're just like wrapped up in a snuggly blanket with some fuzzy socks while the colorful leaves kind of fall around and you're sipping your coffee and it's as if you just bit into a gingerbread cookie, like warm, spicy, and so comforting that's what you could have with the seasonal sip club or you know what start your own seasonal sip club and just like randomly pick a bunch of flavors and that's also fun it's kind of like a grab bag but for someone like me who cannot make a decision this is ideal so if you're wanting to order some coffee, whether it's chosen by Life Boost or yourself, you can save yourself 30% with our code of UNMASKEDPOD. That's U-N-M-A-S-K-E-D-P-O-D to save yourself 30% on your first order. Fall is beautiful, but with fall tends to come a lot of parties and family gatherings and shopping and lists and budgeting and hosting parties and, you know, going to kids' soccer practices and I don't know what else kids do, like booger picking races. And, you know, it just can really feel like you never have just a moment to yourself. Well, I have a place that you definitely need to check out. A place to float isn't just a spa. It's your sanctuary for tranquility and specializes in sensory isolation tank therapy or flotation therapy, if you will. Imagine stepping into a private, tranquil float pod filled with warm water infused with Epsom salts. You lie back, you float effortlessly on the water surface, and in that moment, the outside world seems to just vanish, leaving you with a feeling of weightlessness and peace. Inside the pod, it's just you, quiet and floating. No distractions, no stress, just the gentle sound of water helping you drift away from the chaos that is our life lately. Float therapy has the power to reduce stress, alleviate chronic pain, and even spark your creativity. It's a natural way to invest in your well-being. 
I always do these commercials and then like at the, at the end of it I high key sell myself on them and I'm like man I really need to go float because I forget how stressed out I can be I tend to hold stress right around my shoulders and I just carry it with me through the day and I'm not even aware that I'm doing it until I get into the tank and I just start floating and I'm like oh wow I'm going to fall asleep right now or oh wow I'm this is so peaceful I cannot recommend it enough I definitely always tell people to try it more than once because a lot of times that first time is really hard to relax but as you go it gets easier and easier and then you start to just kind of need it almost it's beautiful and it's so relaxing so if this sounds interesting to you and you want to go ahead and try it, you can save yourself 20% with the code UNMASKED at a place to float. You can even go online to their website and book your first float today. The staff there will make you feel so comfortable and walk you through the entire process for you. Again, that's our code UNMASKED to save yourself 20% on your first float. In a world of ordinary, it's time to unmask the extraordinary with Unmasked the Podcast. With host, Brandon Zimmerman. Welcome to Unmasked the Podcast. I feel like everybody knows me. Just about everything about me. Eye candy of the night, 100%. <laughs> Sarah Zimmerman. I want to be on the back end of RTV and just like, k k k k I saw Amanda Nunez and I'm pretty sure I fell in love with her. I want to just be her. It's time to unmask your true potential. Welcome to Unmask the Podcast. We are here with a new segment that we haven't really decided the name of it of yet. I'm The only thing I've come up with so far is story time with Sarah and Brandon. Sarah coming first because Sarah and story. Is a lady and I always come first. Um, I was thinking because there's two S's and this sounds better. Oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, so it's like a working title. Yeah, it's in process. I mean, if you have any ideas, folks at home can let us know. Do you need to talk about anything before we get started? Like, are you okay? I feel good. Good. Okay. I had a lot of candy and uh, homemade. Like, so it's spooky season. Yesterday. It's a spooky season. Yeah. Um, but this is not a spooky story. But I'm really excited. Well, it's kind of spooky. It kind of takes place in like one of the spookiest places in America, Nolens. Nolans. Nolans. So, okay. Are you ready? Um, I'm so ready. Okay. So, I'm going to take you in my time machine today. Okay? How's your time machine? Is it DeLorean? Yes. And then I'm going to play take you on an airplane. Actually, okay, no, wait. Reverse that. First, I'm going to transport us to Louisiana. So, we can pick up a beignet and get, like, a tarot card reading before okay. we, like, get on a streetcar to our time machine, which is leaned up against like a mausoleum. Okay. You know, casually. Casually, as you okay. do. Yeah. Honestly, I love I love New Orleans. I'm really excited. I want to go there eventually. The beignets are to die for. They're so good. But, I, you know, fried dough, sugar, come on. Yeah. Amazing. Can't go wrong. Okay. So, are you ready? I, I just, I've been Okay, ready. we're flying to New Orleans. Okay. We got our beignets. We're in the time traveling machine. So type that date in to our time machine. April 6, 1893. You're typing. Excellent. <laughs> okay. For a world record breaking day. Why do you think it's going to be a world record breaking day? 
What do you think happened on this day? What I do you have think? no idea what happened. This so is your story. Take a guess. You got to guess. Um, let's see. World record. Um, the first. The first donut was ever made. <laughs> yes, obviously. Okay. Well, before we get to that date, because we have to go through our travels today, I just want to shout out my sources, which were mainly like Encyclopedia Britannica, which is like a whole vibe, and I love it there. Britannica. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a, a metal band. And a really interesting website called The History of Yesterday. So, okay. So while we travel in time, what is it? Wait, like, is time travel instant? Like, if you type in the like date do we are we instantly there do you think it takes like a while like i think you're well what did doctor who do i don't remember but like for me i'm like if you if it takes a minute to travel back in time aren't you traveling like linear it doesn't matter okay anyway so i'm going to present our people for today okay? okay these are two boxers so we're going to new orleans to see a boxing match okay so first up we have andy bowen a man of al alphabetical namesake because it's andy and then bowen he was born on may 3rd 1867 so i'm going to show you a picture of him really quickly here he is what a fucking hero <laughs> Okay, you can say hero, but like the pictures of him are just like an old timey boxer. So like if I say old timey boxer, that's exactly he looks like what... me without tattoos. <laughs> he, I and guess a, and no beard. He's just like a he is not short, that he's not that short and stocky, short he, hair. He's actually five six, I believe. Yeah, I'm five five. So, so there he yeah. is. So <laughs> that's me, and that's him, and he's like in his old timey boxer stance mm -hmm. where they have like the fists Fist up, right? And he's got his tight pants on, and his hands are up, and he's maybe saying like, "I'll fight you, son, for the love of my life." Like I don't know what they would say in the thirties and I don't or know. like eighteen sixty seven. I don't think but, like, anyone whatever. ever talked like that in their life. <laughs> I think they do. Anyway, okay. so like there's also like old time rag, like timey rag music playing. You know, everyone wears bowler hats and like even in the ring. And if you like knock someone's hat off, then you're like considered not a gentleman or I don't know what the hell is going on. But yeah, I, I so, challenge you to a duel to take the gloves off, smack cross face twice. Right. Okay. Pop, pop. So that type of beat. Anyway, the pictures are like that. And it's like he's got this brown hair, although everything is in like sepia tone. So it could be your color hair. But because it's an old timey picture, who knows? But he stood 5'6", and he went undefeated in his first 14 professional fights in the lightweight division with 12 wins and two draws. So lightweight now is what, 130 to 135? I don't know. It's boxing. Okay, so in the early 19th century, there were no standard weight classes. So in 1823, according to the Dictionary of Vulgar Tongue, which is like a fantastic dictionary, it's just like a bunch of like slang terms from the oldie days. Um, they said the limit for quote unquote lightweight was 12 stone, which is 168 pounds. And then another like slang dictionary said that same year it gave 11 stones, which is like 154 pounds. But can you imagine like being a boxer? <laughs> like <laughs> I'm 120 pounds and I would like to fight lightweight. And they're like, good, this guy needs a fight and he's 168 pounds. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So 11 and 12 stones, once again, 
And the Americans will do anything but use the metric system to <laughs> Well, I kind of feel like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the stones came from. I didn't go back like I don't, that far into it. I imagine it. them like they're like, okay, this guy weighs 168 pounds. I feel like it's actually one a British thing. Okay. Weirdly well, I, enough. I just feel like they're like on one end of the like the what's the little thing like they like the whale or the scale? Yeah, the scale and then the other side of it they put like stones like yes. one two yes three probably 12 stones that's it probably exactly you weigh 12 stones <laughs> <laughs> do you weigh the same amount of stones on earth as you do on the moon i don't think that's well we should try we, oh, should we can so the reason i say is i think it's like a boxing london thing is because around 1839 london um was kind of like forging boxing history and started shifting things and it all became like a little bit more regulated and they were just trying to find rules to make it more sports so I thought it was really interesting that boxing started off as basically a brawler sport and it was like think like early UFC where almost anything goes so like wrestling was a thing like you could jump on your partner was a thing (laughs) Just like yeah, so you said they had no weight classes. That's right. what they did with the UFC, and the right. same fucking thing happened. It was UFC twelve. They instituted weight classes because they wanted to be more of a sport. Because people said it's more of a barbaric thing. So it's it's interesting to see that like okay, boxing used to not be accepted, and then it was instituted weight classes. They made it a sport. UFC wasn't the same deal. Let's make it a sport. Let's make weight because what UFC was interesting though because they only had two weight classes. Basically, they said. 200 pounds and up is heavyweight and 199 and under is lightweight oh my god so that's you could insane. be 199 pounds fighting a 140 pound guy that's wild. still just knock his head off which is insane it's that's pretty wild it's it was the wild west for like all of this but the wild west wasn't happening anyway it's you know or i guess it was at this time so okay so in order to kind of like focus it in um According to Encyclopedia Britannica, in 1867, a set of rules called the Queensberry Rules were published. And do you want to know what those rules are? Yes, you do. You don't even have to answer. I can tell by the way you're looking at I me. I started to say something. But... <laughs> I mean, the answer okay. is yes, but. <laughs> so they, like, before this, it kind of was just like, until somebody dies, there is no, like, round match either. So it was just like, here's a spot, here's an area where two people are going to fight it out. And when one person can't fight anymore, that's the end. So whatever. That was like the rule. Now, the Queensberry rules were, number one, to be a fair stand-up boxing match, it has to be done in a 24-foot ring, like, or near that size as possible. Number two, no wrestling and no hugging was allowed. I don't know why no hugging was allowed. <laughs> they were like zero clench, zero hugging. So yeah, clench. But this yeah. specifically says hugging, and I feel like there had to have been like a, a thing where they just hugged the entire match, and we called it hugging. I mean, we've clench. seen it happen many times in boxing matches when they're trying to run the clock out. <laughs> but we call it clench, and we don't call it hugging. And, the ref, and this article says the ref hugging. Usually breaks it up too. Yes, so obviously. no hugging, guys. No hugging. Don't do it. So the rounds are to be three minutes duration and one minute between rounds, which I thought was cool because we kind of still use that time yeah. frame now. I don't think, is it in boxing that we use it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do threes. That's so cool. Um, rule number four, if either man falls through weakness or otherwise, he must get unassisted 10 seconds to be allowed him to do so 
The other man, meanwhile, to return to his corner. When the fallen man is on his legs, the round is to be resumed and continued. So basically, like, if somebody falls or gets whatever, they have 10 seconds to get up. Yeah, that's still... Still, right. Um, Number five, a man hanging on the ropes in a helpless state. I don't know how they defined that, but with his toes off the ground shall be considered down. Okay. So don't go up on those rings or on the ropes, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Number six, no seconds or any other person to be allowed in the ring during the rounds, which I think is really funny because, like, could you imagine being in a boxing match and then just, like, tag-teaming that shit or, like, you and I go up against someone instead? That would be amazing. Like, I just sit on your shoulders and, like, beat the shit out of people. Or, like, I don't know, I'm... I'm getting teed off on and you just like hit the guy from behind or something. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like WWE. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, it's funny because it's like all rules were off the table before this. And then the Queensberry rules were in place. Well, hold on. This is, there's one rule that's like, just, I want to know why the hell this was an option. So number seven is, should the contest be stopped by any unavoidable interference? The referee is to name the time and place as soon as possible for finishing the contest. So like if there was an earthquake and the earth opened up, the referee has to make sure that he tells everyone where they can finish the fight. The end. I gotcha. So, this <laughs> happened at 7 p.m. <laughs> so gloves to be fair-sized boxing gloves of the best quality, and they have to be new, which I think is interesting. I didn't know they had to be new, so they can't be worn in. They can't, like I'm certain it has to do with like well, punching. Yeah, that that makes sense because they don't want they don't want used gloves that have been right. Re- you know, like pushed in, yeah. pushed in, and like right. they're they're basically just a little bit of material over your your fist. Right. You know. Right. Number nine, should a glove burst or come off, it must be replaced to the referee's satisfaction. So, like, no knives, obviously. Sure. No barbed wire. A man on one knee is considered down and, if struck, is entitled to the stakes. Number 11, this is my favorite rule, no shoes or boots with springs allowed. (laughs) What? Because we're going to be bouncing around? I want to know what tigger dude came out there and was like on springs like what well i guess you think like you push off for the jab you, you know you, you to get a better jab you use the spring to i want to know what that fight was like because that's hilarious it's to me. probably like i think i saw bugs bunny do it oh okay actually, that's probably what it was that's probably what okay. it was they saw it and said absolutely not All right <laughs> some motherfucker's gonna take this idea <laughs> The contest in all other respects to be governed by revised rules of the London prize ring. So those are all of the rules that were in the Queensberry rules that were set kind of right before this fight happened, actually. Um, so them's the rules. Uh, okay, now I'm going to introduce you to our second boxer because we kind of got into a rabbit hole, but it was kind of necessary. So it was like a side quest. But anyway. Okay. So in one corner, we have Tight Pants Bowen at 5'6", and in the other corner, we have Jack Burke, who, again, I'm going to show you a picture of. (laughs) What is with the stance? (laughs) And why is he just wearing spats? He's just wearing them spats. He just, well, in this picture, look at their their face-off picture. He's not even wearing... He's wearing tidy whities (laughs) He's wearing tidy whities Well, I guess if that was the weigh-ins... And he was like in his skibbies because I think now guys wear like compression shorts or 
something, you know? Yeah. So he must so, back then the underwear of choice was tidy white. He's probably right. in. So again, picture old timey boxer whose hands are up and not covering their face like as much. Like now you see like fighters in their actual like almost like a stance where your yeah. your hands are very close to your face, like you're blocking. And like their shoulders and his pants have like vanished i don't know he just has tidy whiteies on honestly i'm fine with it like if that's what they want to fight he in said, like, i don't need pants i feel Literally. like i feel like that's the weigh-ins the <laughs> inaugural weigh-ins right and they're they're 18 something so we have yeah. bowen who's done what 20 something fights and won his first 14 then we have burke's record and it is not as impressive so he's only fought 12 times in his pro career and he has five wins three losses four draws and one no contest so can you please explain to me what the difference between draws and no contests are draws is where nobody wins no contest is like so draw is like you get 29 28 for one person 29 20 for the next person then you get 28 28 which means there was a round where they scored even according to a judge okay so it was like a draw majority draw or something like that okay whereas like a, a no contest is like like what happened last week where um, uh, Johnny Walker got kneed when he was down in the head. And he didn't That's know, against the Queensberry rules. Yeah, it was against the rules, and he couldn't continue. So instead of just awarding it to the other to Johnny Walker for not being able to continue, they just said it's a no contest. I gotcha. Okay. So nobody um, wins. Oh my gosh. We have arrived. Our little time machine has arrived in 1800s Nolens, 1869, and I hope you wore your bowler hat. Did you put your bowler hat on? You got it. Your fancy clothes? Roger that. Yes. So no fanny packs. Sorry, babe. You lost me at 1869. Nice. I have tickets for the best seats in the house at our boxing match for tonight. Are you ready? I'm so hyped. A championship fight, by the way. This is a championship fight to see who is the lightweight champion of the South. If you were a betting man, who would you put your money on? Probably the first guy. Not the guy in the (laughs) The tidy whiteies. Not the guy in the tidy whiteies? Okay, all right. Sorry, Burke. (laughs) So... I am going to go ahead and put this mustache on right now because unfortunately where we're at doesn't let, you know, women in, which is just like bullshit because it's fine. I like, you know, assisted men during the Civil War and picked maggots out of people's wounds. Mm. But like, yes, my fragile woman brain just cannot handle a couple of dudes like hitting each other. Can't handle a bunch of people getting CTE. Do you like my mustache? It's delicious. Is it amazing? Do you want to make out with it? It's just how it feels. All right. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's nine. So the fight starts at nine. We got to go because this could be like the fastest knockout of all time. And I don't want to miss this shit. So this boxing match is in a building called the Olympic. New Orleans Olympic something. It's basically just like a big gentleman's club. So it's fucking baller. As you can see, it's just a big mansion for a sausage party. And holy hell, it smells foul in here. So. Again, betting man, you said you put you put your money on who? The first guy. Uh, right. Okay. So the purse for tonight's fight is about $2,500, which does not seem like a lot. But considering like inflation, inflation. and everything, it's quite a bit. You can look that up. Do you want to just like dip right now? Since we're in New Orleans in 1869, do you just want to dip and like go buy a house real quick? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> okay, no. Let's go. So here we are. Ready? Ding! Round one. They're jabbing. They're jabbing. Oh, shit. Across. Okay. Looks like we have a good fight. Everybody looks good. 
I'm going to pause really quick because honestly, I did I not tell you I could do that? I have a, a special device that can pause time when we're here. And I'm just going to go ahead and fast forward a little bit because I just like I'm here and I want to get this fight going. Like, okay, so let's go ahead 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, 20 minutes. Damn, we're still going. Wow, we got some hooks, jabs to the body. Oh, all right. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit because... ADHD. I'm getting bored. <laughs> okay, shit. We're at an hour. Holy hell. The crowd is still Riley and our fighters are still going, looking strong and ready. I'm getting, I'm kind of getting tired. Like, I'm hungry and I'm kind of getting tired, so I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. How many fucking rounds is this fight? Is it one continuous round? <laughs> we are on round 70. They just go until someone dies? Two hours. I paused it. And they're still going. This fight, spoiler alert, goes on for a while. In fact, it actually goes down as the longest boxing match in history. And we're not getting out of here until 4 a.m. tomorrow. Jesus. These dudes... <laughs> Bro, I'm hungry. These dudes brawled for seven hours and 19 minutes. Jesus. Can you imagine? No. Just like, <laughs> like doing a boxing match. I think it was a hundred and some odd, a hundred and some boxing matches for an entire like day of work. Like that would just be your work day. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I looked at the inflation calculator. So fifty. $2,500 back then was over $700,000 yeah. today. So, so these guys are out here exhausted. They can barely keep their hands out. It's hands down. Just jab. Damn. Like, oh, damn. The dude next to me is asleep. And the dude next to you is asleep. In fact, this whole crowd, they're done. They are asleep. People are snoring left and right. And there's still dudes in the, in the ring boxing it out. And Johnny Duff, the ref, oh, he's coming out. And... It's a no contest. Oh, my God. Shit. That's how that match went. That's how this match went. It was a no contest. None of them could continue because they were so fucking exhausted. They went for seven hours. So we got to get back to the time machine and go back home. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Jesus. So, yeah. Now that we're back home, because <laughs> it took me 20 minutes to get here, but like a second to get back. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't question my magic. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. That made me exhausted they fought for seven hours and it's a good thing i brought my time manipulator because we would have had to do the podcast there that whole time and we would not have gotten out of new orleans until like 4 a.m yeah that's a lot that's a lot um there's no reason for anyone to fight that long literally i was like holy shit that was exhausting so i think five fives in the ufc for a championship main event fight is too much that's 25 minutes of fighting. it's hard to watch like yeah. Right now, it's hard to watch. So I honestly was really impressed like that Jack had the stamina to keep going. He only had, what, like 12 fights or something? Yeah, it's insane. What That's was her conditioning insane. like? I, just rolling just barrels? Pure I, fucking I hatred. Literally. So we had to leave. But according to reports later that day, Burke broke all of the bones in both of his hands. Yeah, because their gloves were thinner than paper. Yeah, and then he was bedridden for six weeks. And Jesus. he was going to retire, but then he was like, 
nah. And he just got back to it. And he died at 44, but like still. He yeah, was like, you from know head what? trauma. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, you know fuck? what? Not enough. Not enough boxing happened that night. So Bowen said the same thing. And he was basically thinking about just like retiring. But then he basically just like drank some apple juice and got back to it. Because eight months later, he fought his 27th fight against a guy named Kid Lavinge. Lavigne. And in that fight, he got hit in the 18th round and it caused him, like, knocking him down. And he hit his head on the wooden floor of the ring Ugh. and he never regained consciousness and died at 7 a.m. that day, that next morning. He was only 27. Holy shit. I know. So it's wild because at first, so the guy he fought, Lavigne, Lavigne, he was actually arrested for his death, for Bowen's death. But they were like, well, you didn't do anything that you weren't supposed to. It's not like you fucking bashed his head on the ground. Like you hit him and he went down and hit his head on the ring and then he died. So honestly, if I'm being honest, like the floor should be arrested because that's what yeah, killed Yeah, they should have picked the floor up. They should have absolutely taken that floor and said, you're out. Yeah, but, but, the, but you know, like people, so notoriously people die in boxing. Yeah. And- the fucking opponents don't get arrested because they're just in there doing the fucking job. Everybody's paying to watch. Right, exactly. So um, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, back then, like, yeah, so people didn't live long anyway. Right, right. But, like, also head trauma is real. Yeah. And uh, that's fucking crazy. Isn't that insane? 27 years old and 44. 44 is young. 44 is pretty young. 44 and... is, I'm less than 10 years away from 44. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah, so fun story, but like not like fun, but like wild, right? Could you imagine sitting there for seven hours of fighting? It I hurts to think about. I would have got up and left. <laughs> I wouldn't have stayed. You probably would have just fallen asleep like the rest of the dudes in that audience. Yeah, I just like imagine like the silence or the snoring that was happening. Like, what the hell? Do people just like? <laughs> it was. It's wild. Yeah, that's fucking absurd. Seven hours. Jesus. Yeah. And I'm barely, like, I go to crew fit, and I'm, like, sparring for, like, what, six rounds? And I'm, like, I'm dying. Yeah. That's just sparring. That's not even actual fighting. Yeah. I'm, like, I need to go sit down. Humans do crazy shit, like, all the time. Like, ultra marathon runners. Yeah. Humans are dope. But also, seven hours of fighting, and how long do they all live? <laughs> That's, like, a third of their life right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I only have one life, and most of it spent in this ring. Right. <laughs> So yeah, that's that was considered that has gone down in the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest boxing match in history. That's insane. Thank you for coming to my story time. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks. Um, what the fuck though? Right. <laughs> the fuck, guys. Listen, we'll take my time machine again sometime. Yeah. Cool. Did you like it? Yeah, that was dope. I'm glad you wore your seatbelt because it kind of gets wily in there. Shit was wilding out. <laughs> Okay, well, I hope next time it's going to be your story. Yeah. Are you going to take the time machine? I'm going to have to. Slay. Yeah. I'm we're excited. Gonna, we're going to go way back. About oh. the same time frame, actually. 1860s. In the 1800s? 1860s. Oh, shit. 1860s yeah. and 69 was wilding out. Shit was, shit was going down back then. Well, stuff was fucking popping like that had never been done before and things we still do to this day. So. Yeah, but I can't imagine. I don't know if anyone will ever beat the world boxing like that record probably will never get broken. I because don't think they'll let it happen. They won't let it happen. Because people are smarter now and realize that shit is not safe. So one of the detours that I also got to be, so I got a, like I was throwing down a lot of rabbit holes during this little research and it was really fun to like look at and see what 
how boxing has kind of evolved. And one of the debates was about boxing gloves. And I can't remember the guy who introduced them, but they were called mufflers at first. And people were really irritated with the idea of boxing gloves because they thought that it would basically, like it's like the same argument about helmets, like in football, you know, like if you wear helmets, you're more susceptible to brain injury because you're leading with your head first. And with them, they were like, if you're wearing boxing gloves, then you're going to aim for people's head thinking that it won't hurt as bad and your hand isn't as Well, you're going to swing harder. Right. You're going to swing It's not harder. to protect your face. It's to protect your hands. Exactly. But that's what they're saying. They're like, they're not going to aim for things like the head. They're going to aim for things like the body and like other squishy parts of you. Like yeah. your butt. I don't know. Well, you look at bare knuckle boxing now. Right. You know, people's faces get cut up a lot more. Yeah. But I don't like feel breaking like breaking your hand and stuff. Yeah. I don't feel like you're swinging nearly as hard. What do you think? Do you think that it would. So do you think it is a good idea to have gloves or mm. I, I it definitely makes it more of a sport i think because you can actually like full-on punch somebody and stuff yeah. but like but i do understand there, there's bare knuckle mma now not just bare knuckle boxing you know so i understand part of it but also like your face gets all cut up and you do get gashed a lot more yeah but it maybe it cuts down the head trauma because you're not swinging as hard and so I don't know. I, I'll stick with my gloves because my face doesn't get as nicked up. Right. But, but also, I mean, you can kick somebody with a bare shin and still get knocked out with a kick and have head trauma. So. Oh, I think you, <laughs> I think you were like shin to shin, and I was like, how are you going to get knocked out shin to shin? I guess like. No, I mean like a head kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah. So, okay. What do you think you could do for seven hours? Sleep. In 19 minutes. No, you can't. You can barely sleep for six. <laughs> um, For that long? Yeah. Shit. I mean, we've sat in a car, I guess. <laughs> no, we haven't. You can't even make it up to Michigan without stopping. Yeah, I have to pee all the time. <laughs> right. I was like, well, I don't, I don't, like, what could I do for seven hours straight? I don't straight? know, because it's, <laughs> my attention span doesn't go that long. <laughs> my know. back will start hurting no matter what I'm doing. Literally. You know? <laughs> Like, I'm always thinking about, like, ultra marathoners who just, like, are, like, running forever, and that's or wild run to me. run for fucking 100 years. I don't know. I want to know what other, like, long his like, long things that people do, like, jump roping or, yeah, like, dribbling a basketball or something. How do people do that? I don't know. So, if you were back in 18, um, the 1800s, what would your boxing name be? Uh... In the 1800s? What do you think it would be? You just can make something up. I mean, it'd probably be like, I don't know. I, I, at one point, Adam made like a, he was making like a shirt design for me. And he put Brandon Boom Boom. <laughs> and like that was pretty cliche. And I've heard other fighters go with Boom Boom. Okay. So maybe. You could do Bang Bang. Yeah, Brandon Bang Bang or Brandon Butt Boob. I don't know. Butt Boob. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of things to go with B. Come see the amazing butt boob. I could see that going, actually. That's pretty dope. <laughs> Brandon butt booms. <laughs> butt boom? Okay, that's a different, whole different butt kind of butt boom. Butt boom. Damn. Dang. <laughs> butt boom. I if you gas. like mine, would be like, Sarah the Shorty Spectacular. Come and see the midget girl fight people twice her size. Like something like that. Maybe that'd be it. I think 
I, I don't know if I can use that word anymore, so I apologize if I'm offended, but in the 80s, or in the 1800s, they didn't give a fuck. They said lots of They said <laughs> so terrible things, so. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Sarah's Storytime. Yeah, that was fun. Okay, bye. Hey, I'll bye. talk to you later.